1: This is what I was born to do. I've given my body my everything, every bit of energy. There's no shortcuts. I don't need exterior motivation. The ones that I have inside of me are enough. The clock's ticking on all of us. If you're going to compete against me, you better be willing to give up your life. I'm giving up mine.
2: Well, February 1st is officially Tom Brady Day. Exactly one year after retiring the first time, Brady does it again. And this time, the message very clear this morning that after 23 years, the 45-year-old is done playing football.
1: Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured, I just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all.
2: Apparently when you host NFL Live, big things happen. Glad to be back for the second straight day for Laura Rolich. Big news for her coming up later on. Six Super Bowl rings here on the desk, including Teddy Bruski and Damian Woody. Five with Tom Brady, you guys combined, and Keyshawn Johnson with the team that was Brady's former team, that is the Buccaneers. Before we get into your thoughts and dive deep into Tom Brady, let's get to the news first with Adam Schefter on Brady's decision. Schefter, the timing here. Why now
3: for Brady's retirement? Well, first of all, Kevin, you seem to be a magnet for news, and if you continue to host NFL Live, I have no doubt that we'll get an Aaron Rodgers decision tomorrow. But as for Tom Brady today, it was one year ago today. February 1st 2022 when Tom Brady announced he was retiring and once again it's February 1st 2023 when Tom Brady announced he's retiring again it's Groundhog Day one day before Groundhog Day and I think Tom Brady looked around and recognized that he's in a different situation this year than he was in last year. This year, he's a single father. This year, he recognizes that it's hard to go and play in certain places that he has been speculated about landing in. Las Vegas, San Francisco, when he's got children in South Florida, a child in New York, very hard to do those things. Plus, he looked worn out and exhausted from the whole season. So there are whole factors of combination factors here that I think led him to announce The decision again today for the second straight year on February 1st. I don't think it's a terrible big surprise, even though many people thought that Tom Brady would play into his 80s or 90s. But the timing of it today, the timing of it today, I think caught people a little bit off guard because they didn't expect it to happen this quickly after the season. All right, Shefty, stand by for much more news later in the program. And everyone knows
2: about the seven Super Bowls, right? Uh, And everybody knows about the six-round pick had to earn his way. But you guys, especially you two, you know Tom Brady before Tom Brady, before TB12, before the rings. You saw this guy earn his way. When did you realize, Damien, that you were playing with a great football player?
4: For me, it's like Super Bowl 36. We are playing against... Then the St. Louis Rams at the time, and 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 uh, just to fast forward, the Rams they scored the, the you know they scored the, the tying touchdown in the game, and we got the, the last drive, man. And if you if you remember John Madden on the telecast, was like, oh, we should just play for play, just play for overtime in that drive. Well, we could, like screw all that. We going for the win right here, and Tom Brady just executed just this perfect two-minute drill marching methodically down the field all the way down and eventually out of the kicks the game-winning field goal, seals the deal in Super Bowl 36. That was before the superstardom. But, yeah. you know, you always got to have a seminal moment where you're like, yeah, he's the one. That's the guy. And that was a celebration where he's like, I can't believe what we
2: just did. He looked
4: right. at Bledsoe. When did you realize oh. it, Teddy? I
5: couldn't believe that what we had completed there. I mean, yeah. okay, he hit J.R. Redmond on a couple <laughs> of <10,000 laughs> times. Riggins over on the The way we got there that year, I mean, winning in Pittsburgh, Brady went down. Yes, That did. entire playoff run. Tom Brady was only responsible for one touchdown with his arm right? Mm-hmm. and that was the Super Bowl throw to Patton he ran for one in the snow yeah. against mm-hmm. the Raiders yep. but the other one was was that was Bledsoe throwing to Patton in right. the, in the, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. In the, in yeah. Pittsburgh. So right. two special teams touchdown yeah. Ty Law threw it back so I didn't know who he we really had until I would say the next Super Bowl a couple a couple years later uh, versus the Carolina Panthers because I mean, that was a defensive heavy game also, but it got to the point where we're looking around ourselves on the sideline like, we can't stop them. We're gassed. It's over, man. We can't stop them. DeLone was going up and down the field. Steve Smith is going up and down the field. Musa Muhammad, those type of guys. We couldn't stop them, but Brady kept answering every single time. And it's like the first time I felt that defensive unit, we were like, he saved us right Mm. there. And I think that was the first time for me in that Carolina Super Bowl, it was like this guy Yeah, we got something here.
2: And the legend continued to grow as he continued to break records, especially that 2007 run here. But when you look at him, Mm -hmm. and his name is always brought up right around the combine and, of course, the picture, doesn't possess physical traits that are wow. There's a reason why he got picked in the sixth round. What made him so great as a quarterback?
6: Well, these guys obviously know more than me. I could look at it from being with other quarterbacks or knowing coaches who coached him. You start up top. Yeah. Right? You start with the brain. You start with pre-snap read, understanding what the coaches are giving you, retaining that information and presenting it to your teammates out on the field. So you can methodically move up and down the field. I know what's happening before you even know, even though the defensive coaches have told the defensive players where they're supposed to be. I know you're going to be there before you even get there. And that's how smart quarterbacks, you know, you mentioned the talent. We all know he didn't, I mean, he's talented, but he's not Michael Vick. He's not those that type of talent. What his talent is is his brain, Mm. and his arm, and being able to understand what the defenses are trying to do to him. That's the talent for Tom Brady.
5: Yeah, and I think uh, you figure out he figured out a way to maintain that success over a long period of time, and that goes up here too. Yes, absolutely. What is my formula for success? Did anybody know what pliability meant no. a few years ago? I mean, what, what, what <laughs> no. the heck is pliability? But he brings that up. I think bringing up Alex Guerrero and how special he had been—the the, the plan that he formed in terms of keeping his body in a certain way that he could play twenty plus years. I think that's part of his talent and his intelligence that he's talking about. I, his last
2: game, he threw the ball sixty-six times. He led the league in pass attempts at the age of forty-five.
6: I, I get it. I, you know, there's no. I guess. There's no real words for what we've seen over the last, call it, 15 years or so, because you discount the first several, like Tom, like uh, Teddy was saying, because you know it was he was young and he was learning how to really, and then all of a sudden he hit a stride, yeah. and then when he hit a stride, there was you couldn't, there was no answer for him, and then all of a sudden he hit another stride, and the moment that people thought, well, you know, New England, he's he's, yeah, and then he goes to Tampa, and he hits that, mm-hmm. and then he does it again, and I was telling some people on the radio show this morning, I said. I wish he would have changed his number at some point so when he retires, he could have two numbers a la Kobe Bryant because he's (laughs) just that great. Like he can go to 2 and 12, both of them retired in New England at the same time. One thing,
5: though, he was impeccable with his word all the time. And what he told a lot of people was this, even in close circles, the conversations I had with him, Nagandi, 45, Teddy B., 45, yeah. I'm going until I'm 40, and you don't believe him. Because no. this was like, dude, you're 38. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you're, you're 37, you're 39, it, it's not going to happen. 40 f and 5 boo. That's what it was, and that's what he said, and, that's, and that, he was impeccable with his word, and he got the 45. Congrats, Tom, you did it. Now get out of here and enjoy it. I love well, I mean, you, buddy.
4: Listen, I mean, listen, think, think <laughs> about in, 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 in the game today how many guys, you know, there's, everyone is talented. Yeah. Everyone's talented. But the, the fact of what, what Tom did was say, you know what? You guys are going to come and go. But, see, I'm going to outsmart you, first of all, because I'm going to develop a plan that's going to give me the ability to, to play for a long period of time. Because Tom knew, like, I, listen, I can't run around like Cam Newton and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But up here? Yeah, yeah I'm going yeah, to beat you up here. That's going to take me a lot longer and when your
6: athletic ability starts letting you down, I'm going to keep going. But the crazy thing about that, what you just said, Woody, that started early in his career because he came right. in basically non-athletic. But he had this. Yeah. And he yeah. still had his arm. So the information that was given to him by Charlie Weiss and then handed down to Josh McDaniels and then handed down to Bill O'Brien and then given back to Josh McDaniels, he still had all that. Yeah. And he had one of the greatest coaches of all times coaching him. So imagine how that – all you put all that together – you're going to be
5: dominant. And the confidence was off the charts that he had in his ability and his teammates. And that's why I get emotional every time I see the video because to, to know who he was and the mentality that he had, to not only hear him say, you know, I'm retiring, but for good. When I, when I heard that for good, I mean, it's like, whoa. I mean, for him to say that really was a humbling experience that he had to come to terms with, that I choose not to compete anymore. And that's what he was all about. That's what this all comes down to, competing, right? And he's yelling that to you in camp
2: while you're practicing against them 40-5 f and the entire time.
5: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Trying to throw a
3: touchdown against you. Let's go back. Adam, uh, you've got a story here on Brady's final game. What can you tell us? Well, I go back to the night, the last game, as it turned out, that he played against the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card round on Monday night. And after the game, a group of us from ESPN We're going back to the hotel, which just happened to be the very same hotel that Tom Brady's parents regularly stay at in Tampa. And we were going towards the elevator and we saw them. And we had talked a month before when the Buccaneers played a Monday night game against the Saints at that same elevator after the game. Well, we were riding up with with them in the elevator and we're talking about Tom. And Tom's father says, what a great run. What a great ride that was. And he looks around, he sees all the ESPN people, he says, if that was it, that little addendum, (laughs) if that was it. Like he almost caught himself saying, what a great run, if that was it. Like he didn't want us to know, and I have a feeling, I can't prove it, that he kind of knew something that (laughs) night, that there was a real chance that that was his last game that he watched his son play just a couple of minutes ago, and he just didn't want to let on to anybody after the experience of last year. Yeah, Shefty, you weren't going to scoop the story this time around. That, that, that's
4: <laughs> what was going on in that
2: elevator. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe my favorite nugget here, Tom Brady's the last active player drafted by the Montreal Expos to retire. He was taken in the 18th round back in 1995. By the way, kids, the Expos were a baseball team, now known as the Nationals. You can look it up. <laughs> NFL Live continues here. Much more. We are just getting started here. Other big news. The Broncos have turned over a new leaf with Sean Payton key tells us why this was exactly the right move after a disappointing season with Russ plus two weeks until the Super Bowl and the Eagles are dialed in here. What Nick Sirianni had to say about eliminating all distractions ahead of their biggest game yet. NFL Live is brought to you by Marvel Studios Black Panther Wakanda Forever now streaming only on Disney Plus.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: The reimagined Pro Bowl games are coming to Vegas. The first five events of the skills competition tomorrow, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN, highlighted by another epic dodgeball game. And the final four events Sunday, starting at three Ah, 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 noon Pacific on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Plus, and Disney XD, and NFL Live with Laura will be there for it all, starting tomorrow. I
5: was a beast at dodgeball.
2: Breaking news here on NFL Live. Sean Payton will become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. This has to fix Russell Wilson.
5: The reset button has got to be hit. Breaking news coming in. Jeffy, what else you got? D'Amico so Ryans has reached agreement with the Houston Texans on a new six-year deal. This is fresh excitement for the league.
4: Dare I say the Houston Texans finally got it right.
5: Sean Payton's impact can be immediate. Now this is a little bit more of a process.
4: We started NFL Live with four head
2: coach openings. Now it's down to two. Adam Schefter back with us. Busy day yesterday, especially in the B block of NFL Live uh, 24 hours ago. (laughs) Remind us of how all this went down with D'Amico Rhines hired in Houston and then Sean Payton in Denver.
3: Yeah, well, it's a pretty simple explanation. It's the Kevin DeGondi effect on the news cycle (laughs) in the NFL. Once we get past that, listen, D'Amico Ryans played for the Houston Texans. His wife is from Houston. The Texans identified him as the guy that they wanted to hire. And the sixth coach in franchise history lands a six-year contract. This was where he wanted to be. And the two sides were able to figure it out, which really was expected all along. Last week, he informed the Broncos to move on, that Houston was the place he wanted to be, and of course, the two sides were able to work it out, which enabled the Denver Broncos to then go focus on Sean Payton. And they struck a deal yesterday with the New Orleans Saints, sending them the pick that they got from the Miami Dolphins for Bradley Chubb. So essentially, what the Denver Broncos did, more or less, is trade Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. And they're bringing in somebody that they believe is going to revamp their culture, change the way the whole organization is run, and also be able to work with Russell Wilson. The two men worked together in the Pro Bowl before. Russell Wilson was rooting for Sean Payton to get this job. He was ecstatic about the developments of him finally getting the job in Denver. And now the Broncos feel like they have the head coach to elevate Russell Wilson, prop up the organization, and we'll see how this all works out moving forward. All right, Shefty, stand by. We'll talk about
2: the two other head coach openings a little bit later on. Right now, let's focus on the Broncos. They've gone all in on the duo of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. A hefty price here to pay. And the deals to acquire Payton and Wilson, the Broncos traded a total of seven draft picks, six of which are first or second rounders. And in the Wilson trade, they also gave up three players, including a talented young tight end in Noah Fant. We haven't even talked about how much they paid out. And what's in store? Here's what Peyton had to say about coaching Russell Wilson, courtesy of Nola.com. Quote: Russell is a hard worker and has played at a high level and won a lot of games in this league. The pressure's on us to put a good run game together and reduce the degree of difficulty on his position. I'm excited about him. Back here with Teddy, Damien, and Key. Start there uh, There's Mr. a Mr. lot to go <laughs> in there. right that, that was a juicy quote. What do you think of this fit here with Peyton and Russ?
6: I think it's a great fit, but let's start off by saying I would be shocked if he keeps his office. I would be shocked That is Russell if, Wilson That is Russell Wilson if he keeps his office. I'll be shocked. So you start off by saying the coach is going to completely change. Okay, this guy's you, parcells in him, right? Yeah. It's little? Is, yes.
5: Come on, yes. Come on. Man, like, You're stop. Right. You Absolutely. already know the deal, <laughs> yeah. man, you both know what the I big know. tuna
6: would do. Uh-huh. So, you, I'm the big boss in town now. Uh-huh. And so, if you want to be great, follow me. If you want to do all the right things, I can help you do that. But we can't have what went on a year ago. And that's the conversation. And I'm sure Russell Wilson will buy into that. It won't be any flying on off days to go visit Sierra in a concert, it won't be any of that. And that message will be clear, okay? That's the way that you have to be in this situation. The running game, when you talk about the running game, that's how Russell Wilson becomes Russell Wilson. You don't put all of it on his back. If you look at style quarterbacks like this, it's not about less Russ Cook. It's about a strong defense, a running game, and allowing him to do the things that he's capable of doing. 30 attempts, you know, being something like 18 of 30, 22 of 30, 250 yards of a touchdown. And every now and then he might have to air it out because they get into trouble. But for the most part, he's in great hands, man. Russell Wilson should be running around. Woo, cowboy. I mean, he should just be doing the whole Bronco thing. That's what he should be doing. Which
5: is the opposite of what it was in terms of uh, Russell almost – wanting to prove himself worthy this yep. year of being, you know, I got my contract, they had to give a lot up for me, now this is who I am, now this is what you get. You know, so I'm going to try and, try and do it all with my arm, I'm going to try and do it all and be the leader. I'm going to try and make, look at me, this is what I'm going to do for this team, all of that. Catchphrases, whatever you want to do. Everything that you can play, <laughs> high knees on a plane, everything, okay? All of that. That's the way it was. It's high almost like, a plane. now, now it's about, he brings up run game you bring up run game and you want to get it going you send in the message it's not all about the quarterback it's about getting this run game going what's curious to me is will Sean Payton even use Russell in the run game to even make it even better i mean that's something i'm looking for so to we've
2: see. turned let's ride to let's run as the concept yeah. right that that is that should be the mantra
6: remember well, yeah I well let's say, i mean think about Point this it. think about this
4: <laughs> think about this here when was Russell Wilson at his greatest? When they were Legion of Boom, Marsha yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. Absolutely. That's when they were at their greatest, okay? It wasn't until, you know, maybe, you know, a few years ago, well, you know, where Russell, like, you know, I, maybe I want to air it out. Or, you know, the Legion of Boom kind of started, move. you know, everyone start, you know, retiring or whatever the case may be. Marshawn Lynch, he retired as well. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Russell starts handing out. That's not the best version of Russell Wilson. That's not how you win. That's yeah. not how you yeah. win. So, to me, the person I'm looking at, Javante Williams, who got that ACL injury. Like, we need him back and back to form because he's a dynamic running back, and when he's right, he will make Russell Wilson
6: even, an even better quarterback. Kevin, you think about this, though. Go think about New Orleans and Drew Brees. We all think of Drew Brees as the accurate passer, this, that, yeah. and the other. He had a running game sure. behind and him now. Kamara, yeah. And, and not Ingram. only Kamara Ingram and Deuce and all that. He had a running game. So, and Reggie Bush and those dudes, he had a running game. And this is kind of that same formula that's going to Denver now. It feels like they have the pieces. Now, can you just pass on the message to the quarterback?
2: You're at a crossroads here. Let's figure this out. And we're going to take the body. How many pieces they you, got, you, a yeah, got? A few. I, I, I
4: like yeah, their roster. Though yeah. I do. You, you still got with Mahomes this coach. And, oh, and
2: I understand. Andy. I understand. I, you got, you I get that. Boys I, 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 I get have. that. They're still in that division, but still, <laughs> they got a pretty good defense. We'll see how this plays out. All right, <laughs> right. we're down the two as I mentioned with Adam Schefter. Two head coach openings in the league. They remain. Where do things stand? Starting with Arizona.
3: Well, they are talking to Mike Kafka, the Giants Offensive Coordinator, and they're going to speak to both Bengals coordinators, the defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, and the offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. Now, interestingly enough, Brian Callahan spent about six hours in Indianapolis yesterday interviewing with the Colts, but the Cardinals haven't reached the decision yet. Earlier, they talked to Aaron Glenn of the Lions, Brian Flores of the Steelers, and they obviously spoke to Dan Quinn remaining in Dallas. Go talk to the Bengals coordinators now. As for the Indianapolis Colts, who we mentioned, Jeff Saturday, of course, still figures prominently in the search. Jim Irsay is going through the search, and it sounds like that this search may last all the way up until right before the Super Bowl or right after the Super Bowl. So even though there are two teams left with openings, Indianapolis is not in any rush right now to select its coach. We'll see where they wind up going. And of course, today, the Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tunga-Vailoa, he cleared concussion protocol finally, and the Dolphins are committed to him for the 2023 season moving forward. So good news today for Tua,
2: accounts Okay, more from Shefty coming up later on NFL Live. Let's get to news here surrounding the Super Bowl. Eagles backup offensive lineman Josh Sills is facing rape and kidnapping charges from an incident in Ohio just over three years ago. According to authorities, a grand jury indicted Sills earlier this week. He's due in court on February 16th. That is Four days after the Super Bowl. Sills has played in just one game this season, was inactive for the NFC title game. The NFL plays Sills on the commissioner exempt list, which means he can't take part in practices, games, or travel with the team. Still to come on NFL Live, Tom Brady signs off after a legendary career. Jeff Darlington joining the program to share what went into the GOATs' decision to retire. That's next.
0: What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription – but only for our listeners at babblecom slash tackle. Get 60% off at babblecom slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI, To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com
6: today.
0: Nicknamed the Wizard, Ozzie Newsome was a Hall of Fame tight end and in 2002 was named the first black general manager in the NFL. Under Newsom's watch, the Ravens won two Super Bowls while drafting three Hall of Famers and 25 Pro Bowlers.
2: And speaking of Newsom and those Hall of Famers he drafted, our next 30 for 30 film is The Bullies of Baltimore. The story of the Super Bowl 35 winning Baltimore Ravens, who had the most dominant defense this century, premieres Sunday night, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on ESPN. And... Will be available on ESPN Plus immediately following the premiere. All right, fellas, time to read and react. Amico Ryan's hired by the Texans yesterday, given a six-year deal to be their head coach and turn that franchise around and welcoming him immediately. Six seasons with the team was a teammate. JJ Watt, who was clearly fired up about the move, tweeting, quote, let's go, you want to re-energize and reignite the incredible Houston fan base. This is a hell of a start. Cannot wait to see what Miko does. One of the best teammates and leaders
4: I've ever been around. Damien, what does this hiring mean for the Texans? I think J.J. Watt hit it right on the head. It re-energizes the fan base. The Houston Texans have been a PR dumpster fire over the past few years. Dumpster obviously fire. With, the, with, the, <laughs> with, the, with the with the one-year fires of, of two head coaches, David Culley and Lovey Smith, and then obviously the Sean uh, Watson debacle. Now you bring in. Your homegrown, a homegrown son of the Houston Texans, the guy, D'Amico Ryans, who was a very good player for that organization, bring him back home and to lead this organization out of the wilderness. You were being really kind describing the PR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three years.
2: Another new head coach, Frank Wright, introduced by the Panthers yesterday. Here's what he said about his plans for the team
4: we're going to bring a a, a brand of football and a style of football that this city can be proud of it's going to be exciting in all three phases it's going to be innovative it's going to be creative we will always be working to get better you got to have stability at quarterback the good thing that i've learned in my past experience here uh, in the past experience in a few years is we've learned how to adapt to different styles of quarterbacks but that's not the ideal situation right so we mr tepper scott myself have to commit to what's our blueprint where, how are we going to maintain stability at quarterback, make a plan, and then execute that plan?
2: Frank Wright was the first starting quarterback in
5: Panthers history. Teddy, what should they do right now? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what he means by stability at the quarterback position because you kick the tires on Philip Rivers, you know, Carson Wentz, and then you go Matt Ryan, and it, and it doesn't really work. So, of course, that's the first thing he's going to say because you got to find that somehow, some way. Sam Darnold did some good things for him last year, but do you go young? Do you go through the draft? I mean, do you want that veteran stability? I think a stability. I think of veteran players. And it's Garoppolo, it's Card. You want to bring them in? What's his plan? I think that's why he was vague like that. That's what you got to understand. What he's going to do with that? You just have to wait and see.
2: Staying on that quarterback theme in L. A., Kellen Moore introduced as the Chargers' new offensive coordinator today. Here's what he had to say on Justin Herbert. You know, Justin, we know the physical talent uh, obviously does a tremendous job. I think it's been really cool to watch him from a fundamental perspective uh, as he's gone from Oregon into the NFL and transitioned and, and you know, started playing under center and has done such a phenomenal job of that in the play action game and the movement game. And, uh, you know, we, we know his ability to throw it downfield. And so uh, I, I'm just really, really excited to, to be able to work with him and hopefully help him in, in some way as he continues to, to build the career that he's going to have.
6: Key, what do you think of the marriage of Moore and Herbert? I think it's going to be a great marriage, but this is, not to me, not about Justin Herbert. As much as it is about Brandon Staley and saving his job, getting out of the first round of the playoffs, to continue to develop this quarterback, but also having taken shots downfield because the San Diego, San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, (laughs) (laughs) I get stuck in that. The Los Angeles Chargers, they just didn't take a lot of shots downfield and take advantage of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams when they needed to with a big strong arm quarterback like this. When these guys know, whenever you see a head coach start firing staff, mixing things up, he's trying to save his job in the worst way. So the best thing to do is blame somebody. Joe Lombardi fell on it for him.
2: Okay. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers' future is still up in the air. He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and said this about the Packers'
5: plans for him. So how do you see this going? You you have to figure out what you want to do, and then your first call is to the Packers, and then you let them know what you're thinking, and then they said that we'll let you know what we're thinking, and then that's kind of how the whole process will unfold, you think?
6: I think so. I mean, it sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Um, you know, honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in, in Nashville, and, and then I'll be up here, uh, you know, this week playing in the tournament. So uh, I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, and uh, you guys and Packers, not in that order, but and everybody else
3: will, uh, will know at some point. Chepty's been all over this story. Adam, what's the latest on Rodgers' future? Well, Kevin, the time is coming where the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers have to sit down and discuss what they want to do and the plan they have to move forward. Because we've seen trades of quarterbacks around the Super Bowl in recent years. Then it's the combine. Then it's the start of the new league year. And clearly, Aaron Rodgers is implying here on the Pat McAfee Show that the Packers already have engaged in some conversations that he's heard about. So clearly there's some talks going on, and it's up for those two sides to come together and figure out what they want to do and the path they want to travel this offseason. It's a key domino here. Rodgers is
2: scheduled to make just under $60 million this upcoming season. Chefty thank you so much. Coming up, the Niners and the Bucks and their quarterback plans both in doubt now. What would be the best move for each team? They'll explain why, if you're thinking Aaron Rodgers, forget about it. This is NFL Live.
0: The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
2: We're 11 days away from Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona, between the Eagles and the Chiefs for Andy Reid. It's his third appearance for Nick Sirianni. It's a first Experience will be widely discussed as it's the second-largest age gap between coaches in Super Bowl history. Get ready for the
3: distractions, Nick. We all have different uh, different distractions, and so, you know, it will be – we'll touch back on that and just understanding, like, hey, what what can stop you from doing this to go 1-0 and each day so you can go 1-0 and this week? Distractions can. When you're playing for something that's that's bigger than yourself – Right, because of the relationships that you have with the teammates that you have and the coaches that you have, then you're willing to sacrifice things, right? And that's that's the definition. I talk about all the time. That's the definition. The greatest motivators, love, and I know our guys love each other. Uh, Eagles won the
2: Super Bowl back in the 2017 season, so five years ago. Not many holdovers from that squad. Philly has nine players in the current roster that played in that Super Bowl 52. Eight of those players, offensive or defensive linemen, and the other one is Jake Elliott, the kicker. The Chiefs, who have played in two of the previous three Super Bowls, have 19 players who have appeared in a Super Bowl, including 10 that have played in multiple Super Bowls for a long time. There was no extra weekend in between the Super Bowls you guys have experienced that in between these games what's that like when you have to deal with the distractions with that
5: extra week I think it's impossible to not have them and it's impossible not to have them affect you at one point in your preparation because these distractions are the people you love and they're about you're about your brothers and your cousins they all want to come to the game you know they all want to get on the plane or they all want to get you know the hotel room and all of that stuff so the So the the whole saying is just take care of everything you can this week before we get to next week and we start really getting serious about it. But next week, the the game week comes around and Thursday comes around and Uncle Frank doesn't like his room because it smells like smoke. And those types of distractions are just always there. But they're real because you're family and you want to make this such a great experience for everyone. It's it's, It's something you have to deal with. It just happens.
4: What was Bill's message? Man, listen. Why don't even why would you even think about partying now? You wait till the offseason for that. You know what I mean? Like you get to this you get to this certain point. And I a prime example is like Super Bowl 36. You know, the Bill had us locked down. Like when we went to New Orleans, we were we like had strict curfew. My brother was out in, the, in Bourbon Street doing, living it up, right? But as he's, as he's living it up, he's seeing all the Rams players living it up two, three, four in the morning, yeah. getting it in. Because they beat us early in the, early in the season. Uh-huh. So they think, oh, we already beat these bums. We're going to get them again. Oh, no, 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 like Dikembe. No, 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 my friend. So the whole thing was like, focus this week. Like, put it all on the line this week. Because you have all off season to do whatever you want to do. Yeah,
2: we've heard epic stories through the years. The Raiders did that in New Orleans to beat the Eagles back in 1980. They were partying all week. The Ravens did that in Tampa before beating the Giants in 2000. What was it like for you? What's well, that we, experience like?
6: We didn't have a bye week or so, an off week during the time we went to the Super Bowl. We took care of your Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I got it. We got on the plane after we celebrated all the way on the plane. We were conducting ticket business on the plane with practice squad guys and, you know, guys that needed tickets. So we was getting a lot of that out of the way. We land on Sunday evening, late evening night. We go home, you pack up, you party, you do whatever. Now we're back on the plane mid-Monday. We land in San Diego, and we treated it basically like a regular week except we had some responsibilities with media and things of that nature. So it was a regular work week for us. Mm. We had Tuesday to go and do whatever we wanted to do. We had early curfew on Wednesday, something like 1 a.m. And then the later it got, the earlier the curfew got, and then we went out there and waxed the Raiders. Yeah. It also helps Gruden knew that team, right, a year yeah, later. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, after yeah. being
2: traded, right? Absolutely. That plays a role. And- Here comes
6: Sluggo Singh. <laughs> Good, okay. <laughs> <We're> nice. Gonna- <laughs> thank, thank you, Bill <laughs> Callahan, for not changing the play. <laughs> All right, still to come. Tom Brady signs off a
2: legendary career. The big storyline, too, is the fallout. What's the impact of his exit on the Bucs and the rest of the quarterback market? That's up next. This is NFL
4: Live. <laughs>
0: s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you again try jet's signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e jets pizza better because it has to be
4: if in fact this is it for tom brady all i can say on behalf of all football fans is appreciate the memories
1: not the way we wanted to end it.
2: And there is a red zone interception for Tom Brady, his first as a Buccaneer. Brady, nowhere to go, and he's sacked.
1: Obviously, we came up short as a team, and that's really all that matters. That's all I've really cared about was team success. And I love this organization. It's a great place to be. And thank you, everybody, for welcoming me. And I hope I gave the same thing back to you guys.
2: Last game, a a loss to the Cowboys. His last touchdown pass to Cameron Brate. last time he was sacked. Micah Parsons once again. Breaking news today after 23 seasons. Tom Brady announcing his retirement this morning saying it's for good. The 45-year-old leaving the game with a resume that is unmatched in the sport, led by seven Super Bowl rings, five Super Bowl MVPs. Those seven Super Bowls, more than any other NFL organization. As promised, Adam Schefter back with us. All right, so he leaves a Buccaneers team. So what's the future look like now at that quarterback's
3: position here with the Bucs? Well, Kevin, this is a team that I think continued to push salary down the road, knowing that eventually the credit card bill was going to come due the day that Tom Brady retired. So now that he is retired and they're projected to be over the cap, they're in a difficult situation. And it may be one of those years where they have to take some lumps as it currently stands the only quarterback under contract to tampa bay for the 2023 season currently is kyle trask other than that they don't have a quarterback under contract and they're projected to be over the cap so this is going to be a challenging situation for this team to navigate through blaine gabbert is a free agent we'll see whether or not they want him to return kyle trask is there no tom brady So, again, some major quarterback questions in Tampa this upcoming offseason.
2: All right. We will see how that plays out, especially with you mentioning that they are over the cap. Uh, So, all the talk yesterday was potentially the possibility of Brady being a solution for the 49ers quarterback woes here. What's the plan there?
3: Well, listen, they're in a situation now where Brock Purdy has to determine whether or not he's going to have surgery on the torn UCL in his elbow. Trey Lance says he'll be ready from his fractured fibula and the two ankle surgeries that he had for OTAs. And Kyle Shanahan said today that they do not expect Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a free agent, to return. So that means they have Purdy and they have Lance for next season. They could explore another veteran. (laughs) It's always possible. They have the two young quarterbacks. Maybe if Tom Brady were willing to play, maybe they would have been interested. But it's a moot point now. Because Tom Brady announced he's retiring for good. So the 49ers are back in a position where they have the two young quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo is moving on. And for a team that's had so many quarterback questions, there still really are a couple of more heading into the 2023 season. Shefty, thank you so much. We heard George Kittle talk a little bit about that yesterday. I just wish wish I had
2: consistency at the quarterback position, right? A lot of injuries (laughs) in the storyline. So what should... The 49ers do at this position, especially when you look at the youth that they have and the injuries that they're dealing
6: with. Well, I thought it would have been Tom Brady, but he's gone, right? Mm-hmm. He's no there longer there. So you got the youth at the position. Purdy's injured. You don't know what's going to happen there. If he gets the – no matter if he gets a uh, surgery or not, it's going to be six-plus months before he's ready to, to compete. Trey Lance is coming off injuries. So when you start to look at the landscape, I start with, with Trey. Let's see what he looks like in OTAs. But I also would go out there and explore a veteran quarterback. The only guy that's, that's out there right now that I would take a run at would be Carr. The reason I would take a run at Carr is because it's going to be cheap from a trading standpoint to get him. They're not, you're not getting a first-rounder. So you got, you got some stuff to play with. And from a money standpoint, Jimmy Garoppolo falls off your books. So you can grab that, maybe that money, and give to him because they're cap-strapped right now. And you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trading you, Aaron Rodgers, within my conference. Plus, I don't have the money to pay him, nor do I have the capital to get him. So that's over with. So really, the only option to me is trade Lance or take a look at Carr for a short period of time while those young guys still develop.
5: And when we talk about the young guys with Purdy and Lance, I think it's a realistic possibility that you may not have either. I mean, why, why is it that the San Francisco 49er quarterbacks always go down? They always get hurt. That's just something that, that's a sidebar there. But still, Purdy, this is a serious thing with the arm. I mean, Lance says he's going to be back, but is he going to be back? And even when he was there, there there's a lot going there that he, is not, he, was, he did not look ready. So, you got two young guys with big question marks at them. I agree with you, Key. Somebody else has to be there to solidify the room the quarterback room, because if all you have eventually developing is this competition between Lance and Purdy, okay, there still has to be some type of structure and then fallback. Like, the, the, who's, who's, who's the solid leader of the group bringing in a veteran would help them both in their developmental process because if they're both fighting each other, mm. I mean, where is the guidance? So okay. there's, there's, a, there's a
4: possibility you could not have either. A veteran would be smart to bring in. I mean, for me, I look at the 49ers, like, this team is ready to compete. Like, this team could, could – their window is now. That's basically what yes. I'm saying. Oh, Like, absolutely. their window is now. So, like, like, Teddy's talking about with these young guys, you got one guy who possibly could be out six-plus months. Yes. You got Trey Lance who's coming off multiple surgeries to his lower leg. Is he going to be right? If I'm a veteran, you know, say a guy like Trent Williams – Who's you know? He doesn't have many more years at this. True, and and all these other elite guys that they have. Do you do you want to wait on a young guy like I? Don't know. I you well, know, it seemed
2: like at the start of the season, the Niners felt that Trey Lance was their guy before the injury. Right? They were like, we're in on this guy, no matter what. The problem is, is the
5: inexperience, so right? You wanted to see progress. You wanted to yeah. see him yeah. continue to get so better. So you lose that where, year. Yeah, so it goes you come October, November, December. He starts to look at, yeah, that's the guy we want to see. But still, they can't be 100% sure that it was because they never had that metric. Remember, he lost
6: him. two years now, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, like, this is almost like a Jordan Love situation, yeah. but with a better team than Green Bay. So now you're asking this young dude to come in there. You don't know where his health is at. You're messing around with that. And if you don't get a veteran guy with a Super Bowl ready team, Trent Williams, like you said, doesn't have much left. You think you think uh the defensive players in Nick Bosa, he wants to go through this? You think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch wants to go through this? Their best option, in my opinion, is go and try to see if you could do something with Carr, because Carr's the only one available that makes any sense. That's good to me. So who let,
5: else is available? Let's talk best case scenario for the Niners. The best case scenario is Brock Purdy gets gets right in time to play again. If six months comes around and then I mean I'm not a quarterback I didn't have this injury but still when the time comes around that the regular season come and he's playing that's the guy you want from what I've seen from either of the guys okay from Lance from Purdy I don't know what Purdy didn't show you last year mm. one on the road one at home one playoff games he showed that the moment wasn't too big for him and this was the guy that you wanted. We wanted to see how good he would be in the NFC Championship game, right? Didn't get that. We wanted to see how good Trey Lance would be in a regular season. Didn't get that either. Yeah. Just
6: stopped all Kev, that. So Kevin's like, I didn't want to see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we go. Really, it's the biggest announcement of the day here on the show. Do you want to tell
4: him?
1: <laughs> yes. I have a baby
3: brother coming up. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: All right. Congrats. Congrats. Josh and Grace. Laura's
1: coming back tomorrow.
7: NFL Live crew broadcasting live from Vegas.